Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, scumbags. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. With your hosts, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. Who are you? I'm out of... I had to think then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of White House. I've got it. Yeah, we're all shouting because we're excited. Um, can we just say from the get-go, this has taken a fucking months to organise and things like my daughter getting sick and being in hospital, the internet not working, you just being successful, uh, uh, selfishly, <laughs> her being busy doing things. It wasn't uh, just the internet that went down last time, it was like the fact that the mics weren't working, yeah. everything crashed, you were shat- I think you were asking for your dad at one point. He's not going to help both. Yeah. So we are finally fucking sitting around a table. It does feel like this podcast was cursed, the house will probably be on fire by the end of it. <laughs> Uh, I expect. <laughs> yes, one of us will just burst into flames yeah. at any point. Uh, Shall we actually say who she is? What did you call her the other day? Helen? Oh, Hannah Puckhouse. No, Hannah Puckhouse. Hannah, Hannah Puckhouse. Puck <laughs> I'll take it. I've been called Anna White Stag, Anna White Horse, and Excellent. I'm White House. The house is white. Yes. <laughs> We've had scrummy mummies, scrumpy mummies, yummy mummies. Oh, my God. Uh, you always, People always put an E on the end of Hen and Thorn, which drives you up. <laughs> Absolutely. So we feel your pain. Mm. Anna Whitehouse. Hey. hey. A.K.A. Mother Pucker. Also in Holland, they call me Mother Pucker. <laughs> which just kind of loses the kind of bam, you know? Like They're like, what is this Pucker? I'm like, it's Mother Pucker. <laughs> It sounds like a children's cartoon about a friendly bear. Yeah. Mother Pooka and her kittens are going to the mushroom land. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm losing um, my brand pillars every oh, second that, I'm on this podcast. A, that would work very well in Holland if you're going to mushroom land because that's that's where you go to take mushrooms, apparently. Very good yeah. mushrooms in Holland. That's a, um, so you are, of course, a multimedia node and a muckhouse, mother pucker, whatever your fucking name is. Yeah. Um, how would you describe yourself? Oh. I mean, probably self-facilitating media node. Oh, I like that. Ooh, yeah, that, that is very good. Does that mean you have a lot of wanks? <laughs> <laughs> you flick the bean on, you flick know. The old my, bean, yeah. My spare time off, which is very minimal at the moment. I'm, I'm wasting it on you guys. Yeah, um, sorry about that. Could have been you on... could be wanking. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, self-facilitating media node. I heard that um, referred to somewhere and I just thought, you know what? I quite like that. Like, an island just an island mm. where you can do what you want mm. from yeah. it. But that actually island has been encroached on by many, many individuals. Um, yeah. And more every day. Basically, them. you're on Instagram. That's what we're saying, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just, just a nutshell it for you. Yeah. 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 That's where I you can my it. family online. <laughs> and, you know. But that is, of course, that is not all. You are also a flexible working campaigner. God, you a flexible working a campaigner. Flexible, my name's Anna, I'm a flexible working campaigner. 
Um, what what yeah. what is a flexible working campaigner? <laughs> so, so everyone can be a self facilitating media node. This uh, is it. This looks like fight. a piece of piss. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, no, it's the. Um, I mean, I came on Scummy Mummy's podcast five years ago, and it's a very different thing now. I think to when I came on the first time, which was where we were actually trying to fight to get flexible working on the table. Now, obviously, in sort of a period of forty-eight hours overnight uh, in a pandemic, a dark context, um, mm. everybody suddenly went, "Oh, okay, yeah, you know, we can do that. Otherwise, we're going to lose loads of business." Yeah, so yeah. Uh, it's quite interesting to see in you know from that twenty-third of March point. All the companies who I was telling you when I came on this podcast years ago who were saying, it's not possible, we can't do it. Suddenly they're like, oh shit, if we don't log on and zoom in, we're going to shut down. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, it was always possible. So um, yeah. that's where we sit today. I did um, think of you many times during the lockdown. My, my husband was working from home and all that and I just thought, God, yeah, the number of times even he said to me, oh no, I've got to go into the office for this meeting and no, I can't do the hospital appointment or the pickup that day because I've got to do, I've got to be in the office, I've got to do that. And and to be fair, yeah, he does say something, you do miss some things like water cooler moments and just nipping for a coffee and having a chat and stuff like that. But generally, even if he had to go back into the workplace, he thinks one day a week would be yeah. fine for that. I think they call it the hybrid model ah. at Google. But we're really working towards the hybrid model. Mm. Um but you know what? I miss a water cooler chat. Mm. I miss the awkward conversation around the kettle when you're making a cup of tea mm. uh, in that communal area. And I think a lot of people, the criticism I've had in this is, um, oh, I love the nine to five. I love boundaries. Because, you know, the minute we went into lockdown, yeah. that dispersed. People were like working 24-7 and burning out. And I was like, no, no, I bloody love the nine to five. Yeah. Which is not a statement, I think. I imagine maybe saying at the beginning because... It's about choice. I choose to work that way and I want to go into the office a couple of days a week. That's how I work best. And yeah, give me an awkward water cooler moment. That's yeah. almost going to be the equivalent of going two weeks to Barbados at the moment, isn't it? Water cooler. I'm right. Yeah. That's right. I think people are craving inflexible working, you know. <laughs> you know they, they want, no, no, give me a time, give me a place, you know. Yeah. I need to be there. And yeah, there, but I think we're all craving human contact. The, the, even, even the Just awkward moments. not with moments. my loved ones. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> with you guys, yeah. Yeah. But, you know. My own children, no. no. I'm quite happy to. <laughs> cut, the, yeah. cut the ties. Yeah. Guys. So it can be done. Mm. Politicians, if you're listening, have you met Boris Johnson? No, no, I haven't. Would uh, you like to? He would, cycled past me once. Would, did count? you spit in his face? <laughs> I have um, I can't handle hearing I think Rishi and Bojo well it was when they were patting all the mummies on the head during the pandemic that was the low I think I mean there were many lows but it was just like thanks to all the mummies for doing all the work I'm like I don't want a pat on the head yeah I want an effective childcare system yeah I would like furlough to work equally across both parties please mm, yeah can we all just have a moment? I don't. I don't need the accolades and you know, yeah. Rishi going. Thanks, mummies. Because yeah. what were the stats? Because there were so many conversations I had with mums two meters apart in the park, well, saying, "Oh well, I've given up my work, or I've had to be flexible because you know my husband's job." And yeah. it was the women who were like just kind of making all the accommodations. A hundred percent. I think forty-seven percent of uh, those who stepped down from their roles in the pandemic. Um, forty percent were fathers. No, sorry, forty percent. Have you ever done maths before? Forty-seven percent, but forty percent. The forty hundred ninety percent. There were a lot of lot more fathers kept working than mothers. Let's narrow it down. That's what I was. That's the answer I was looking for. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to need that percentage. 
47 percent more fathers continued working than mothers right no 40 oh my god <laughs> this is Jesus. the content we're after this is what i do have though this is this is the one i do want to get in here is you know like how it's we're made to feel like um oh you know if we implement flexible working we're doing this as a sort of favor mm. this is a favor kind of to womankind and you're like no, one of the biggest research studies by the Peterson Institute, 92 countries, 2,478 companies within that, they found if you have 30% or more women at the top, you make more money. So it's mm, there's some the, fucking numbers for yeah. yes and it's like yourself. come on this isn't a favour you're doing for people this is like cold hard cash mm. stop looking at even as a sort of nice to have or a little bonus ball yeah or a little patronising oh right we'll let we'll let a couple in just, yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah yeah for, yeah yeah no, Women risk, uh, are great at the top. Yeah. All right, women, we gave you your own toilet. Now we'll <laughs> give you your own flexible workings. Um, ah, well, good. Well, so you know, well done for uh, solving the flexible working problem by unleashing flexible the flexible working problem uh, by. Uh, I suspect you developed this whole corona thing in a lab, Anna, just so you can unleash yeah. it on the world. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, look, I need to be job done yeah. on this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Breaking Bad. That weird holiday you had in Wuhan, where nobody could really understand why. You've gone over there strange, yeah. strange. Uh, yeah now we're all working from home mm. so instagram flexible working and you're a you're a you're a disc jockey yes <laughs> a dj dj oh my are, God. what's the correct term? radio presenter or something yeah that's probably like you know i think my a little bit of my children's spirit would disperse if they heard me calling myself a dj yes <laughs> i'm a dj sometimes i dj in the nightclubs or the discotheque um <laughs> what on, does your on, mum do jesus yeah. christ she's a <sighs> dj so you're on Heart. Do you yeah. actually, seriously, do you actually get to choose the records that you play? The records? Uh, yeah. In like 1958. <laughs> Cassette tapes. Yes. When you're winding up the gramophone. <laughs> after you've reported on the goings-on in the war in North Germany, do you get to play the records and choose them? Mother Anna? Hooker does. Yes. Yes. Oh. You, do, you, get, you have a hand in it, but uh, so like, you know... If I'm feeling a little bit of like um, shaggy, it wasn't me. Um, I can get that on. <laughs> do, do you do requests? Yeah, we do requests. Could yeah. you play next time you're on Heart FM? Could you play me some really, really fucking dirty drum and bass? That's what I really like. <laughs> no, I think it's not within the framework. I can it? get you Bruno Mars or Katy Perry. Uh, that that's about it. <laughs> and I'm afraid. Uh, oh, uh, I can buy with Toto, surely. Yeah, well, oh, we could we could slip standard. on it. Yeah. I did unfortunately because I'm mildly dyslexic. I um, threw forward to Mary J. Bilge the other day. <laughs> No. And that was a low. Lige! Sorry, Lige! Bill the Bilge. She's bil- she a drag queen. I'm not sure. She should be if she's not. There you go. Very drag queen every. So, you, do you, I'm sorry to go on about this, but I'm genuinely interested yeah. in the technical ram- okay, yeah, okay. machinations of this. So, do you choose the record? Do you have to choose the records for each show? No. So, we have a music team that do that. But right. you can say, look, I'm doing a link on this. Shaggy, it wasn't me. Had an affair at the weekend. Didn't mean it. So, maybe we could use that as a link. Uh, yeah. So, or you know, I shagged Shaggy at the weekend. I shagged Shaggy. <laughs> yeah. It out on the table. It's a record. Yeah. <laughs> and then Craig David Monday. I went back on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, uh, if we could again put that forward, so then there's a little bit of a like top and tail, you know, from Shaggy to to CD to oh, Craig David. Yeah, yeah. Oh. well, but same time, babes. One at both ends. I would. <laughs> Fuck it. That's a nice thought. Actually. High five in over your back. I'll just write that down for my wank tonight. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Which one would you have at the top, Shaggy or CD? Uh, Am I in the I middle think, here? Uh, I would have Craig Take David. Turns. Craig Dave. I reckon Craig David the front because he's yeah. prettier. But Shaggy, I reckon, would do it hard. I mean, how do you think he got that name? <laughs> this is where Mother Sucker enters. <laughs> 
Stage left. Oh, that's. Oh my god. It's really gone off piece, hasn't it? it? Like, it has, uh, yes. we were just talking and, uh, about CDs. You want to like, know about the machinations? I yeah, think, something of like that. The radio. Yeah. Do you actually get to press the buttons to play the record? <laughs> yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. that's exciting. That's oh. in a while. I find that so exciting because I I remember you sent us a clip of you having like just some silence, like because the silence when you're a disc jockey feel like forever like even like a couple of seconds of dead it's air it's debilitating yeah it's literally like i don't think i've had such an adrenaline rush um <laughs> do you remember graham torrington late night love no you well, don't remember i don't know any of the words you just said <laughs> <laughs> maybe one listener will but <laughs> so he was like that basically the guy that inspired me to get into radio so back in the day he's quite famous he's quite well known he would get people Not out me. This is pre-Tinder, so he would get people ringing up going, you know, I just uh, shagged, um, you know, my nan's best mate or whatever. Really uncomfortable home truth. He would sit there like an agony aunt and sort of just unpick, you know, this really grim threesome that has happened, you know, uh, which sounds now, actually, when I look back on it, I think it was mostly dogging. Uh, (laughs) Looking back at it, I'm like, okay, we're in a forest, there are five of us. Um... And so he'd take these, but he'd genuinely, like, break it down in a very... He would never patronise. He was so expert in the way that he would be, like, there for the emotional support. Anyway, this morning, he slid into my DMs, Graham Torrington, mm. got his message, and he said, uh, because I uh, put a story up the other day saying how inspired him, he said, Hi, dar- hello, darling. Mm. I hear you're doing a bit of radio with Ed for Heart West Mids. Glad to hear I was just one of the many that inspired you along the way. <gasps> No, Graham. Not the many. The one. Oh! The one. Oh! Send yeah. him a tip. Pic. Yeah. Send him a tip. Pic. <laughs> just, oh, oh, just one. Just it's one. The least you can do. But I can't. If I take my bra off, my tits on the floor, and I feel like oh. I can roll it up. No, just get a, the panoramic view. It'd be fine. It'd be <laughs> Would nice. you hold it while I take it? <laughs> There are many ways, Anna. There are many ways. <laughs> just proper up. Oh, so are you, is it everything you thought it would be though, being a, a radio disc, disc jockey? Yeah, it's just you don't. St- sure, it's like when you get on stage, you don't ever go, "Oh yeah, I'm fine. I'm totally complacent with this." There's so much that can always go wrong, but it's lighting up my soul, you know. Aww. And I think, um, you know, I didn't expect forty with two kids to start the career I wanted to do. You always think, "Oh, I'm over the hill," whereas my mum says, "You're not over the hill. You're on top of it." <laughs> I mean, to be honest, this is a slight side note, but um, my daughter has no idea what I'm doing at the moment. She doesn't understand I love it. And that has really been special because I haven't really loved a job as much as I have this. And this morning I've been feeling a little bit guilty because I haven't obviously been seeing them very much at the moment because I'm commuting all the time to get to Heart West Mids. And um, I said, look, I've slipped a little Mars bar in at the front of your uh, lunchbox today. Um, you can have that after school. She said, we're not allowed sweets at school. And I was like, yeah, I know, but just put it in there. It's fine. She goes, integrity is doing the right thing when no one is watching. Wow. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, no, I'll, I'll take that with me. Don't worry. She's part of Pupils Parliament. I'm like, you know, what? talk about Bojo. I'm already worried about what yeah. we've got rising through the ranks. I literally took the Mars bar out of her pet lunchbox and thought, you are a better human than I will ever be. <coughs> Where wow. did you learn this from? Rules, babes, rules. Yeah, I love know. it. Oh love my it. gosh. That's, I, I had a funny conversation with my kids the other day at a cafe um, and um, and uh, they were talking about uh, Parks and Recreation and the, uh, what's it called, the lead lady's called Leslie, who's, you know, played by the wonderful Amy Poehler. Anyway, Matilda said, oh, I'm a bit Leslie, but I thought she said, I'm a bit lesbian. And then I said, <laughs> I said, oh, I thought you 
said lesbian. And they're like, mummy, you can't laugh about that. You can't laugh about the word lesbian. I was like, no, but I just misheard something. And they're like, no, you're, you're being anti-gay people. And it was like this silence. That I was like, going, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, I thought you just said I was a bit lesbian. And I, <laughs> like, mm, no, no, no. no. Her soul again is just dispersing. Yeah, yeah. These people are going to take over the world. And I, I, I wish they'd hurry up about it, frankly. I'm ready. I'm ready. I welcome. I for one welcome on you, overlords. Well, uh, my sister, because she is a lesbian, she uh, was so aghast when uh, they were talking about having children. And Matt, my husband, just sort of like, you can have some of this if you want. <laughs> some of what well you know if you need the, you know, the are you talking about your sperm the magic juice yeah just uh, are you continuing to speak are words coming out of your mouth <laughs> and she was like I don't want that eyebrow in my uterus and that was it but secondly like don't assume just every pair of lesbians is hungry for your sperm because <laughs> we're not in fact quite the opposite I think you're fine <laughs> Please, could you just take your peen away? Oh, my um, God. It was extraordinary. And then, wait, if he had a baby with your sister... Don't. Don't. <laughs> this is... Graham no. Torrington would be able to unpack your, this. Her children would be your children's cousins and um, half <laughs> brothers. He wow. hadn't. He hadn't sought it through. <laughs> he was like, yeah, a couple of beers down. But it was just like... You know when... Because I think the problem is, Matt's obviously... He grew up when, you know, nuts and zoo and lads my high street honey was a thing you know mm. and now we've got a group of men who grew up in the 90s where that kind of chat bants lads 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 was all there yeah. sort of unraveling in a me too era and he's saying things still i'm like no no that's really bad <laughs> no, no, and he's no. now getting it he's like can i can i pinch your ass by the um by the washing machine i'm like you can because there's been consent yeah i'm so glad we've got to consent uh-huh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes but if we've just had a round, I've told you to fuck off. Maybe not. That's, yeah, maybe that's not then. Maybe yeah. context is also key. Not when my parents are over. Not not when anyone's watching. Just, you yeah. know, just, yeah. But maybe sis- Sunday afternoon after a roast. If you could just remove your penis from the table, <laughs> just for five minutes, that would be appreciated. Yeah. So, yeah. Things going uh. well then. <laughs> well, I'm not going to have, you know, un- an uncomfortable uh, familial setup. That's uh, the most important thing. I, yeah. just, I just can't get it out. But, yeah, just... Your, your little girl going, uh, this is my cousin and also my sister. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, that eyebrow that he has, yeah, it would be immediately yeah. obvious. Oh. Just, uh... oh, bless him. Um, now, speaking of, of him, you are also a writer, Anna. Do you want to don't know if you PR? know that. Yeah. <laughs> suddenly feel like I'm on Game for Gold. Anna is from Amsterdam and has written three books. Uh... She got fingered on a park bench in <laughs> Finchley, drinking white lightning. <laughs> I don't remember that on Game for Gold. Oh, but we watched the, the late night version. Fingering's not a thing anymore, is it? Like, no, yes, it is. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I got fingered in the loo the other day. Did you? Oh, glorious. Wow. I mean, it was my own hair. No, I'm kidding, <laughs> kidding. kidding. No, it was what, nice. The loo at the what, public loo? What loo? <laughs> Where? I think I got a. Uh, Where the spoons? It was. It, Toby Carvery. It was at. <laughs> it was at the guy's work. Wow. Oh, I know which one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't Ooh. want to reveal too much. Fuck, it was no. glorious. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry. I'll take it back. Yes, yeah. let's not thing. reveal the name of the, but let's just say, well, Procter & Gamble, it was a bit risky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that was, oh, I've just, I've just had a, you know when you have a really good sex session and then yeah. you talk about it and you go, oh, 
God, that was really that. good. Anyway, where were we? Got distracted <laughs> by, fingering. by uh, fingering. It's not for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, anyway, you wrote some fucking books. Yeah. Uh, and you've got you wrote parenting the shit out of life and where's my happy ending with Matt. Uh, that's his name, isn't it? Yeah. We've met him forty times. The yeah. the owner of the pain. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the eyebrow. And, the eyebrow. Uh, and you've written a novel. Exciting, yeah. which I have read, and honestly, I messaged you about this the other day. It's brilliant, Anna. I really think it's fantastic. I sat down to have a flick, and also I thought I'd read a book. <laughs> and um, I, no, I sat down and I thought oh, I'll read it. I'll read a couple of chapters. I've got a bit of time. And like an hour and a half later, I was just going, Pete, no, go away. I'm reading, and I just read the whole thing in a day because it was unputdownable. It's a real, it's a real. I was going to say flicker page turner. That's yes. a- <laughs> It's a real both. bone flicker. Yes. Both. Yeah. Um, so, so congratulations. And it's Silly. called Underbelly. Yes. Yes. What's and it what? about, Anna? Well, I'm so glad you liked it because it's always really nerve-wracking. I think, you know, when you write maybe about your own life, you're kind of aware of the story, which is what mm. we've done in non-fiction before. But going into fiction, you know, it's got to be a watertight story to keep people kind of going. Um, it really started from that C-section scar. So I had a picture done of my C-section scar and I just thought, that's the real line of kind of judgment of motherhood. You know, like you start there, are you doing a natural birth or are you having a C-section? And it all kind of like, for me, that path of quite sort of feeling of judgment began at that line Hmm. where I was kept saying, oh no, it's a, you know, it's a non-elective C-section. Like if it was an elective C-section, it would be judged and all of that. So really... um, I sort of even resent the word natural for natural birth as if it's somehow, because that implies it's unnatural. Exactly. Mm. Life-saving medical (laughs) procedure. Yeah. Like yeah. No one says, "Did you have a, Did you have your appendix out naturally, or did you have it? You know, or no yeah. one says, yeah. oh, or see, you've got your, you've got your, your broken leg in a plaster in an unnatural plaster cast. Like, yeah. It's, mm. yeah, I get that there's a difference, but is natural the right word for that? No. I don't. It's not my favourite. You've okay. got to get it out. You know, I got uh, both mine came out of the bonnet, um, yeah. and you know, it's definitely not the easy route out. Um, Slapping no. open up like a tin can. Yeah. Um, and so I think it really started there, and it um, it really began. The writing process began as a sort of therapy project when I was seeing a lot online of disconnection, like in this kind of world of instant connection. I just thought. Well, we can't see each other, so we're missing so much in terms of eye contact, you know, in terms of communication, the words we use, and people are misinterpreting things that are being said, and it's kind of, it was it felt so flat to me, the world that we were operating in. You layer on top of that the judgment that we talk around, you know, breast or bottle, C-section or natural birth, uh, all of that, and I just thought, this is uh, almost like a perfect storm, and then you start to see the impact of significant disconnection. So, you know, not to uh, dwell on this too much, but, you know, was hugely impacted by uh, what happened to Caroline Flack. And you start to really dig into uh, the absorption she had with the negativity on the internet that her family said she started her job at a time pre-internet and she was okay then, even though she got a lot of shit you know her and Ollie Murs weren't liked very much on the X Factor but where it turned for her was being absorbed by the negativity that she could read online and the impact that that has on people you know and I think we went into Underbelly I started writing it as sort of therapy project to try and process a lot of what I was feeling because to be honest like I've I've had yeah I've had people say all kinds of things about me I mean I look in the mirror every morning and I troll myself you know no one has to do it for me I'm like babes you're looking at shit today are you feeling shit we all do it enough I think when we look in the mirror in the morning and um, 
I needed somewhere to put uh, the two sides, the fact that you've got, um, let's say, people like me, who's out there, incredibly privileged, painfully so, um, who is getting all of these uh, opportunities mm. and is promoting that and, yeah. and it's pushing that. And there's a bit you know, where you talk about the, the piles of jiffy bags. Piles of jiffy bags and, and yeah. things that turn up on your front door. You know, I don't really, uh, I don't really do much of that anymore because I was, became so increasingly aware of how uh, people were feeling around that, you know, mm. but I got to that too late. And uh, so you've got this person who's been put on a pedestal, which is uncomfortable anyway. I think I said to you, my dad looked at me and he when I was younger and he just said you know you should never look up to people never look down on people just look straight ahead eyes on the prize sort of thing and actually he said speak to the bin man as you would the queen and I well I'd tell the queen to fuck off (laughs) (laughs) and the bin man can come in for a cup of tea (laughs) finest china out um but I think that's where it really came from was this pedestalling of individuals online mm. and how that makes, let's say, a postnatally depressed mother who is feeling she doesn't have the right breast pump, who is feeling she doesn't have the opportunities that are being thrown at you. That disconnect, you know, I think, you know, it's not in any way, this isn't a puff piece about influencers. If anything, it's giving the reality of what Definitely, it takes yeah. to be there. But it's giving the other side of the story, um, the follower and the influencer disconnect and clash uh, often. Uh, And what it is to be, I think, a mother at the moment under the glare of an iPhone, you know, whether you have one follower or a million followers, um, that dopamine impacts you the same. Mm. Those feelings of you're not enough, the feelings of comparison, they're weaved into your every single day life. And often, a lot of the women I've spoken to have a baby on one arm that is crying and their phone in the other, which is their connection to this other world. And then they're very vulnerable looking into that world and you've got some twat like mother puka you know like you know flashing her tits around and going oh I've just got a new radio show and it's all great how is that going to make someone feel so I think it was really wanting to not um, pick a side and I hope when you read it you felt really conflicted between the two characters Lo and Dylan they both do as we were saying earlier terrible things but actually (laughs) we all do terrible things Mm. we are all implicitly flawed individuals you throw that under the glare of uh instagram and it all becomes more magnified so really wanted to tell the story of the beauty and the complexity of female relationships Mm. you know um and that was it really in a nutshell yeah well i think you did that brilliantly done and I love that the characters although they have things in common like because that was also the thing we heard oh you know we've, we're all you know we've got we've, they've both got kids they've got kids in the same class at school and all of this but then you because it's told from both their perspectives you really do see both sides and they're quite different in terms of their backgrounds and their situations and all of that and I, I even like it's not it's not hopefully not a spoiler just saying the opening chapter is a scene in a supermarket that they're in the supermarket at the same time and it's told from their different perspectives and I definitely identified more with one character because of my situation and reading the other character side of it I was like god yeah I don't have to think about what she thinks about when she goes into a supermarket and that's the truth for so many people and fuck me I just thought it was brilliant so uh, yeah do you want to just put that on Amazon fuck me <laughs> fuck me yeah she's done a blighter bless it bless it and I think the thing Matt and I really wanted to pull out in this you mentioned your kids um 
is the innocence of children's relationships, you know, how they come together in that reception class. And then you have play dates. So these parents are brought together and you have to kind of get on because your kids get on. Mm. And to see the difference in how they both get on, the kids get on like a house on fire and these two women get on incredibly well. It's then the Instagram bit or the social media bit that tears them apart because Mm. they're seeing a distorted view of that person Mm. online. So, you know, in that moment where and there's a point in the book where they have that beautiful moment of togetherness from very different socioeconomic backgrounds, but they've got a brilliant sense of humour. They both love each other and they have that moment with, I won't ruin it, but they uh, they do flash them up a bit at each other. Uh, <laughs> We've all done it. We've all done We've it. We've all done okay. it. We all show, did it this morning. Yeah. Show me yours. If, I don't, if you show me yours. I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah. Um, and they have that. And they have that. We, we have with our female friendships, like right now, if you're listening, you've had that beautiful moment of vulnerability, humour with another woman. Mm. And to see that pulled apart by an app, that's the bit that I have seen, definitely, mm. uh, across the internet. And um, the bit that we wanted to really write about and question, I suppose, um, mm. that we don't actually all have to love or like each other. Mm. We also don't need to break each other and tear each other apart either. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sort of nice midway ground, I think. Yeah. It isn't grievous bodily harm, mm. but isn't completely ignoring someone. No, it is weird. I, someone came up to me in the school playground the other day, and mum did, and she said, you've been looking really good in your photos lately. <laughs> <laughs> she was implied what I got from that was like you I mean because I'm you know self-conscious in that regard going you look shit up (laughs) in real life well you know um, Ellie Taylor I do the podcast with she said I was really toying with the Paris filter on a photo you know where you just hover your finger hovers over it going and then she realised I was putting a Paris filter over myself but also a sanitary bin in the background and she thought I'm not sure it needs this let's not put the Paris filter on the sanitary bin the the book does also talk I I found a lot of it really interesting and it really touched on me because you talk about what it is like to be on Instagram and, and the negativity and the gossip websites and all of that I mean how do you how do you feel about the gossip stuff now is that do you think like some people are campaigning for those sites to be shut down and stuff do you agree with all that well I think you know uh we put in the book gossip has been around for centuries so you cannot stop people gossiping you know ultimately we're probably doing it here mm. without realizing it um I think the difference is gossip used to be over a garden fence it used to be around a coffee table maybe playing bridge mm. uh it wasn't ever amplified to like thousands of people and written in stone on the internet that's mm. the difference so there is a line, I think, almost increasingly, not a legal line, but a moral line of, yes, gossip, absolutely. But if you're hidden behind a sort of veil of anonymity, if you compare it to like LinkedIn, where everybody's accountable, it's a place of great discussion. You can mm. still disagree with people significantly, but you are held accountable to your job, your name, uh, your profile, your photo. You're not allowed on LinkedIn without any of those things. You can't be a faceless avatar whereas I think that veil of anonymity I think half of it is brilliant Mm. to be absolutely honest half of the gossip that I've either read about myself or other people it's bits of it I'm like we're all learning here and actually you know what that's going to probably change how I operate online that's a very good point so Mm. there's been some brilliant discussion in the underbelly of the internet Um, 
But then that veil of anonymity gives free reign to say and do what you want. And that's when sometimes the rocks get hurled. So I think those sites get pulled down mm. by the venom at times from people, perhaps you don't know their context, but are having a shit time themselves. Um, but if I'm being honest, I've used quite a lot of it as market research. Mm. <laughs> I am a business, you know, mm. I have never gone into this expecting everyone to like me. Like I said, my own family don't like me at times. I don't like me at times, you know. Yeah. I look at posts I did a couple of years ago and I little bit of me sort of dies you know you're like oh god that was awful um so you know we're all learning online and i think you have to you have to have discussion open discussion but i don't you wouldn't shut the shut the sites down do you you think but then do you think the people running the site should be more responsible for moderating them or we as individuals just need to i I mean that's accountability i think anonymity doesn't work i think that's it it's that simple i don't know you can't shut down freedom of speech you know that's never going to happen and i think that's uh you're never going to get to a point where that is a possibility but i think more moderation and accountability and um it just yeah not being anonymous because i have always taken criticism i get it you know i've had it from work this week Mm. uh, somebody analyzing how i am on the radio and you take it and you learn from it so i don't think they're inherently terrible but i think uh, there are there's a, there are some areas of the internet where there's quite a lot of pain. And mm. I think that is dangerous because that can be translated to other people. And I do think, uh, not in any way to draw parallels, but uh, I think watching what happened to Caroline Flack and knowing the things I felt uh, on a much lower level, you know, mm. points where I've not wanted to be here, yeah. uh, quite significant points of feeling really... I was going to use the word discombobulated. <laughs> it's a really long word to use at quite an emotive point. But, oh. um, yeah, feeling really untethered, uh, not knowing who I was. Uh, because when people are telling you what they think you are, uh, you start to believe a lot of it. So it's taken me a lot to actually rework out, oh, I know who I am. I know mm. what's right. I know uh, where my moral compass is here. Um, but I can't sit back, I don't think, and know... Uh, from a lot of other people who are going through this at the moment that they are feeling those things I felt and are getting a far worse time of it than I ever did Mm. Um, and yeah I think it's it's just we're all guinea pigs aren't we that's how it feels Uh, that's the terrifying bit we don't really know the impact yeah it's about communicating the impact as well because I I don't think I've said this on here before but when I was about 25 um, they were going to do that it never happened but they were going to do a Video, a TV show about video games, which is my background. They had open yeah. auditions, so I went to these auditions, and um, there was me, and there was a lot of nerds like me, <laughs> you know, who didn't look TV ready. I include myself. I'm not being rude. And then there was this girl who just looked stunning, and she was about my age, but she had beautiful makeup. I don't think I even had hardly any makeup on. She had beautiful makeup, and she looked really funky and cool. And she had these awesome. She looked like she should be on the telly. Mm. And we chatted a little bit and she was lovely and clearly really confident and it was great and we did the auditions. And then after that we were told it got down to the last two and I correctly guessed uh, it was me because obviously I'm hilarious. Um, (laughs) And uh, this girl, and you can probably guess where this story is going, in the end she got the job and I didn't and they rang me and and, and they basically said it's because you don't don't look right. Yeah. What, what can I do with that feedback, feedback? in the 90s <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it was, Luke. they yeah. said in a roundabout way you were very clever and funny but you're not you know that this is not for you you don't look like that 
And I did. I, I do you know what? I didn't actually even find it that upsetting because I was like, I, this is I the know. World of TV. I've seen her. Yeah. Who's and it, who I got know. it? Who got the job? She got the Caroline. Oh, Flack it's Caroline. Flack. It was Caroline Flack. Oh, yeah, sorry, okay. it was Caroline Flack who got the job. Um, and then, as I say, as it happened, I think they made a pilot. And it didn't happen anyway, so yeah. whatever. But then from that moment, that was a sort of early life lesson of. Oh right, I'm I am in a box. All this dream believe you can achieve whatever you want. That is kind of horseshit. Um you know Join her manifestation course. Yeah. <laughs> don't dream, don't yeah. achieve. Yeah. Don't Just believe it, leave it alone. If you can afford to pay someone else to do it. That's what I always tell my children. Um but yeah, I, I do remember oh right, okay, no, that's and maybe so then I pursued the journalism a bit more and then but then it became almost a joke. Um, as our careers progressed in their very different ways, you know. And but you weren't on The X Factor. The, no, I remember like watching The X Factor and like going, well, you know, I'm standing in a pub with Helen Thorne in a gold catsuit talking to 12 people who don't give a fuck about my vagina. Um, how different our lives, what different paths our lives have taken. And we used to joke about it all the time, sliding doors, and we used to yeah. a party, didn't we? Yeah, once? we did, we did. We saw her at um, like a BBC thing. I remember yeah. you standing next to her and like they were, you were about half a metre away. And um, and I was like, oh my God, this is sliding doors. That That's yeah. the other you. And and I remember looking at her and thinking, God, she looks Gorgeous, and again, she, she looked so much better beautiful. than me. Absolutely gorgeous and groomed, and she was smiling and happy and laughing. She was having a brilliant. So I didn't talk to her because I didn't want to bother. And God knows she wouldn't fucking remember me. Mm. But you know, so I left her be. But I was like, wow, she, you know, how what a, what a lovely life she must have, and how wonderful. Mm. And again, genuinely, I wasn't like, yeah, you know, oh, fucking, I was like, oh, good for her because I had you then, and we had yeah. a laugh, and it was all, yeah, well, we exactly. were doing what we were doing. Mm. But I thought, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Have you seen the Caroline Flack documentary? I haven't. No. So am I that- in it? <laughs> She's like, oh my god, Ellie Gibson. She has a picture of you. Yeah. No, they. The thing that was interesting in that was that uh, everybody saw her that way. Yeah. The way you've just literally pictured her is that shiny flaxen hair. You know, had a good time with Harry Styles back in the day. Uh, there were there was a picture that everyone had in their minds, um, mm. but actually the absorption she had with the negativity was debilitating. They said at Christmas, you know, she would come and she wouldn't have her head up from the phone. Just reading sites about herself. And you think that people like somebody like Caroline Flack with that phenomenal amount of fame, not that you don't have that, Ellie, uh, different uh, types of fame, but you would not think that was equated to somebody like her. Yeah. But um, she did, and I think don't ever think people don't read what you say, you know, yeah, be yeah. aware that that's what people will read. And if you are a vulnerable person, and that doesn't necessarily, you know, you can look at Caroline Flack, she was incredibly vulnerable when yeah. you actually look at it under the surface, but she had an incredible mask that she kept putting on every single day. Um, that was the bit that terrified me, the disconnection between what was being, on, what was on stage and what was behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm. So if you are writing shit on the internet, maybe don't fucking do that. That's my advice. <laughs> just if be you're, nice. Just, yeah, be, just nice. be nice. Or shut up. But if it's happening to you, how do you deal with it? Are you one of these people who doesn't read it or... Yeah, I mean, it's not been that bad, to be absolutely honest. Really? I think I'm just got better at acknowledging it, you know, mm. I think. And that's, it's not anything shameful. It's just the fact that you are operating... And you've got to be frank, I'm a business. Mm. I'm not a person out there. And like, John Lewis get a load of shit, you know, mm. for their deliveries and the way their content comes across. Like, I had shame, to... Because he's a very nice man, John Lewis. Oh, I love John Lewis. He's <laughs> on the podcast. Yes, we did. Yeah, Kemi's, Kemi's did you, a So it's a side note, but you know Jason Derulo? Uh, not personally. The, the, the singer-songwriter. His name is apparently Jason Desrulo initially. Oh. 
but he shortened it apparently he was on the phone to John Lewis um, and you know when you get to the point where you've got customer service and they're like sorry what's your name can you spell it D-E-S-R-O-U Derulo it's Derulo <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So, you know, like, that's that point amazing. where you literally lose it. Um, Is it also true that Bruno Mars, uh, his name used to be Snickers, but he just got people... <laughs> so you go, oh, it used to be called Marathon. He just got tired of the joke, so he just changed it. That's we'll, a very obscure yeah. reference. <laughs> no, but no, coming back to what you were saying, I think uh, we all get have to acknowledge criticism within our line of work. And mm. I think uh, I've built quite a robust system of I know... I know my moral compass. I know what I am and what I'm not. And I think the problem was when I didn't, uh, when mm. I was in a sort of postnatal period, it's very hard to know who you are and see sort of the wood from the trees. Um, so when I read anything, I'm like, but that's not true. Uh, so I'm not going to argue with that. Like, it's just not true. Mm. Uh, so I know that. Um, and then if there's things that I'm they're on there that like, I don't understand why she's done this. I'm like, that's maybe a good mm. question. It's really yeah. useful to know because... You don't. I find sometimes perhaps the adulation is difficult sometimes as a criticism because mm. it's not a normal state for a human yeah. to be in. I actually, most people just go about their day and um, talk to each other. You don't go, I love you, you're brave, you're an inspiration, or I fucking hate you, you're evil, you're a cunt. Uh, yeah. It's mm. kind of a midway ground where you just go about your, your day and head off to Tesco Metro. Yeah. You know, it's like in your mind, and when you are really porous, which you are in that postnatal period, you're literally like, okay, the worse I'm feeling, the more I'm going to put out there. Yeah, I look back yeah, at the woman yeah, yeah, yeah. who was putting out stories every single day, chasing something. That was the worse I felt, the more I put out to try and get the hit, the yeah. dopamine hit. Mm. And that was really, uh, coming back to Underbelly, we wanted that social media addiction in there. Again, regardless of whether you have thousands of followers and are flogging breast pumps, or whether you have 10 followers and are feeling really like I say, porous, yeah. that you're absorbing everything that comes at you in that app. Mm. Um, and we all do it, you know. Yeah. And how do you draw the line? Well, as I say, it's an excellent book. And you wrote, it says Anna Whitehouse on the cover, but you did uh, write it with the sperm, famous sperm donor, Matt Farquhar's son. Farquharson. Farquharson. So what, how come, how, how come you, is it like Frederick Forsyth where his wife used to type it up, but we all know what that means? <laughs> I'm basically the secretary, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, see, for novels, for fiction, you have to have one name. Uh, Do you? Yeah, they don't allow two names. That Why? was our biggest issue. I know. People get confused, apparently, but really? if you look at any um, fiction, there's only ever one name. Oh, yeah. So, I never uh, thought of that You before. can on non-fiction have two names. So we got at this really difficult point where... We were like, okay, to be fair, the heart of the book is me. You know, like the book wouldn't be here without a lot of the things I've learned on living online. So we had a long chat about it. And, um, you know, people know Mother Parker and Anna Whitehouse. And actually, I think there's an intrigue in what actually is it like Mm. being where she is, you know, for all of uh, the criticism we can kind of throw at that. Like, what's the reality of it? You know, because we see these, what, nine photos in your grid um this 2d picture but what's the 3d picture so basically matt the way we were matt would write me a recipe card he'd say right we've got all of this that you've got from your notes when you were feeling really shit over the last three years and i just typed and typed and typed never meant for publishing just for myself all of this can we have uh 2,000 words in this chapter where these two characters do this and they feel this. So I would write it and then he would pull it together, nuts and bolts, um, and really hold it up. But we couldn't have done it without each other. I'd say it's it's 50-50 uh, mm. in how we wrote it. 
But this is, he's such an ally. You know, he was like, this book will sell better with your name on it. Mm. That's the truth. Uh, and he's not precious and I'm not precious. You know, it wasn't that I was like, I want my name on it. I do, there's a part of me that wants to own the narrative on this. Mm. And wants to stand up and say, look, this is what it's really like. Uh, you might not like me, but uh, this is the truth. This is the human story behind it, which is quite interesting mm. I think when you start reading it you start seeing the nuance of what it takes to operate online the disconnection with your own family the arguments with your partner I looked I said publicly when my eldest looked at me and just said um, sometimes I think you don't like me when you're on your phone mm. and I think those dark moments everybody has had them mummy 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 one minute just yeah, a minute just, stop yeah. and you're like stop for what that's the mm. point that I wanted to question here um mm. So, yeah, uh, we did write it together that, you know, I've sidelined the patriarchy in favour of the matriarchy. Um, yeah, check. What so that? there we go. It's a bloody turn, isn't it? It's just, he's just wanging his, his wiener around out back. <laughs> well, there we go. Underbelly and it's out. When is it out? 5th of August. 5th of August. Perfect. Um, summer read. Summer read. Yes. Yeah. It's out a week after my book. <laughs> ah, yes. yes. So buy Helen's first. Yes. Yeah, my <laughs> name's not on Helen's book either, but I actually wrote most of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's your book called, Helen? It's called Get Divorced, Be Happy. And Ellie has written the best chapter in it, which is called Ellie's Bit. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what it's called. Um, yes, I'm going to get it serialised in the Sunday Times. <laughs> is this Ellie... where you tell Pete you're divorcing him? <laughs> is this right. a love letter to Pete? All right, do you know what? I've read this book. You're getting on my norks. Yeah. I'm out. Get out. Oh, Done so with good. you. Excellent. But yes, honestly, it's a, it's a great book. Uh, definitely three stars out of five. Okay. So uh, <laughs> at least, at least. <laughs> 3.5 is always nicer. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now, it is time for the Scummy Mummy Confessions, and we have a sponsor for the confessions. I love this sponsor, Ellie. It is Babies. Now, we were casually chatting about Babies before we started recording, weren't we, Anna? And you said that you've used it. I'm a Babies fan. So yeah. Babies is a veg-led weaning product, and they have delicious pouches and little yummy poofs. What are they? Lentil? <laughs> no, I don't think it's a puff, darling. Oh, sorry. It's a puff. Oh, okay, yes. It's finger food. It's, it's not a futon. It's 100% lentil puffs. Um, yeah, so really gorgeous, yummy, very... I've eaten uh, this before. You, I don't know if anyone ever has had one of these pouches and you just squirt it into your mouth. You have a little, like, mm. a little sort of elevensies. Oh, yeah, a little... A little... Yeah, Thai green chicken curry yeah. 11 z but, but guilt free because it's it's 100% organic it's got yeah. it's got nurturing future foodies this is it because they they're sort of the the thinking behind it is getting more savory veg into children early on will have 
excellent healthy habits in the future yes and it is just for babies uh they like to say we make food for babies not baby food you see what they've done there yes very strong i like it. i've got a sweet potato pear coconut water brown brown rice and quinoa i mean quinoa. that sounds like a bloody hangover cure not that babies should ever have I'm, I'm actually thinking i'll have this for lunch it's brown rice broccoli peas lemongrass and kefir lime bloody well, hell these babies are eating better than me absolutely i'm gonna tuck into the poofs yes very yes. nice thank you very much are your much. children quite picky eaters anna do they they like a spaghetti hoop um, yes. yeah. but uh, I'll be winging some quinoa their way tonight. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they have like then, and it's not just fancy hippie food mm. for hipsters. <laughs> uh, it's like cottage pie and like curry, and and I I do have to spell it out, Ellie. It is B A B E A S E, babies. So it's sort of like putting the e's with the babe. I mean, it's great. Oh, I yes. like it. I had it more in sort of baba ganoush uh, arena, like babies, baba <laughs> ganoush. Uh, I've offended Making an entire easy. nation. Yes, and we've got a we've got a discount code, haven't we, Ellie? Oh fuck me, have we really? <laughs> Outrageous! So all you have to do is go to babies.co forward slash shop and type in scummy mummies twenty at checkout and you get twenty percent off. That's scummy mummies twenty. See I could be a bloody radio presenter, it's a piece of piss. I'm going you can keep high and I'm going for radio. Calling four. Graham Torrington now. <laughs> yes. He's just retired. And we'll put it in the show notes as well because I think that that makes it easier when they can read it. I mean my my talking voice. My talking voice is not very good. Babies.co forward sorry. So babies.co forward slash shop, sh- sh- shop. fuck's sake, Ellie. Babies.co forward slash shop. Google Bazee, Babies. You can Bazees. <laughs> I'm getting for, Bees. <laughs> the Centre for Tropical Bazeezes. <laughs> um, Google Babies and put in Scummy Mummies 20, 20% off. Oh, God, can we just do the confessions? Do you, Helen Thorne, have a confession for us i do i um on sunday it was my son's uh, 10th birthday so we had a lovely picnic garden party in the front garden uh, and um i made a lovely big chocolate cake covered in sweets it was all gorgeous just about to serve it and my daughter tipped over a bottle of prosecco over the top oh <laughs> you're like mm. did i serve it anyway funny. yes i fucking did <laughs> Oh, she bloody did. You're not a millionaire. That's right. Percy pigs and Prosecco cake. And everybody slept well after that. That sounds bloody delicious. It was fucking delicious. My God, if M&S made a Percy pig and Prosecco cake tomorrow, it would bloody sell out. Fuck Colin the sodding caterpillar. I'm copywriting it now, M&S. Yes, he's been usurped anyway on caterpillars in their eyes. Tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be the Aldi Colin the caterpillar. Um, Anna, do you have a scummy mummy confession? Uh... Yeah, this week, uh, as I'm doing a lot of commuting on a train lot to Birmingham, and there was no bog roll in the train toilet, uh, and all I had was my fabric face mask. So <laughs> I used it, and without thinking, and then I thought, that's obviously not going to go down a pan. You know, there's those aluminium pans. And then oh, I saw, no. actually, also I had an eco conundrum as well. But was, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 that's so right. I, the I, fish don't need face masks. No. So I, I slotted the used uh, face mask, like, that I'd used to soiled. Wipe, come on, my we need, I was we just, took it one, we number know, one. Was it number one or number two? It was number one, luckily. Oh, she oh, wiped yeah. number one. I drip dry in that Do situation. You? I can't. I can't. I can't have a. I can't have a moist gusset. I no. can't. I spent a lot. Of time, I spent a lot of time travelling in Southeast Asia in my twenties. Very often there's off. no loo roll, so there isn't. Unless you remember to pack a Kleenex, there there isn't. So you sort of straddle and shake. Straddle and shake. I've always got drips though. Shake it off. Just shake it off. That's exactly what she imagined. Ellie straddled over like. 
like what a that song hole is about. in the floor, yeah. <laughs> just flicking her urine everywhere. People always know it's my fanny's death. That's how it goes. Um, hate, 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 hate. <laughs> um, so I put it in a all I had in my bag to contain it was a used um, squares sort of vinegar packet so I slotted this um, used face <laughs> into the used squares sort of we vinegar packet so there was so much like vin- there was a lot of sort of vinegary <laughs> yeah. if it was still on vinegar discos it would have actually burned a hole <laughs> in the bottom of the packet put it in and it was just that moment where where you're just rifling around trying to find your keys oh no and you forget and then you're like what's it oh god and then you remember just what that you're just not functioning no you're not functioning adult basically it was just uh, but for the environment it was good I did wash it hand washed it wow yeah and it was back on my face the next day (laughs) so there you go there's a story you. you are a good person Thank at a White House. Thank you are. <laughs> what? those chops. Ready for the number two. Oh. <laughs> I mean, as multimedia, self-assimilating multimedia loads go, Anna, you are definitely one of my favourites. Oh, uh, definitely okay. top Multitasking. 20. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I just love you both so much. You know, it's very easy to gloss over the like, oh, it's all so funny, let's be self-deprecating, but you are just two brilliant humans. Oh, thank and you. You yeah. have supported me in ways that... Uh, Sorry. Oh my, oh my god! Oh my god! Jesus Christ! I'm about to do a Gwyneth Paltrow Oscars speech, and you just trump. But in the then got, I've had to take Fuck my glasses it, I, off. Can I just go? I just want to go. She just farted. I just want to go. Sorry, in the middle of Anna's very moving. Yeah, that was not your moment. Okay, you Anna, could have held it on just, for one more minute. I was about to literally say the most beautiful words. And Anna, I'm just done. Focus, don't just, Can don't I just look go? at it. Just focus on me. Okay. Just talk to me. It's got eye contact just with me. It's looking gone. at me. Looking I can at me. smell it. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> You've been eating these bloody lentil puffs, haven't you? She's been on the lentil oh, puffs. She's in it's the... told you to save them for the advert. I need more fibre. I do find No, you bloody though. don't. <laughs> Anna, what were you saying? I'm a great person. Uh, yes, I know. Thank you very much. Yeah, let's just sum up. Every minute we're apart seems like an hour. Yeah, cool. It's been emotional. Thanks. Um, <laughs> no, Anna, we love you too. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast and all, all that you do and for writing an excellent book. And um, thank you for listening. If you want to come and see us live, fingers crossed, we're we're going to be live. Yes, um, we will be somewhere somehow. Go to scummyomies.com. Uh, do go to the shop. That, that's I can't noise. even take you seriously. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. I've been holding that far. I've been getting cramps. I'm trying to yeah. be very relaxed about it. It was not the moment. No. <laughs> You've got the wait. emotional crescendo. You wait two more minutes. I two was expecting. Yes. Like the only sincere bit in the whole podcast. Oh, and you can... Uh, fuck you both. You can uh, all pre-order my book. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she's Jesus. Oh, let's, let's end this. Oh. Uh, anyway, you know. And also go to babies.co forward slash shop. Scummy Mummy's 20. 20% off get yourself some puffs fart on your podcast do what you like I don't care anymore um, amazing we love, love you Anna love thank you for listening everybody until next time bye bye and, and your soft cover is out now for the other one uh, yes the paperback for yeah. where's my oh, happy that's ending that's what they're called now my happy ending is somewhere far <laughs> away from soft here what's this hard Cover. The opposite is a soft cover. Hardback. Hardback. Hardback and a paperback, darling. Soft cover. Good. (laughs) Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.